So on this episode, we have three generations represented. Mm-hmm. And I want, I see the wheels turning, Bora. Part of my question is, is that is like, why don't you see as a different generation? So we're going to get into this. But because we have three of us from different generations, technically speaking, I wanted to talk about the great generational debate. I'm just excited because I am, I just want to be really clear that of all the generations, I'm the youngest one. All right. So first, as we get into this, then let's, let's have an introduction on this, on this episode, we have a special guest mm-hmm. and Most she is my, special. she is my favorite cousin. You're the Aww. only family member that listens to this episode, these, this show, right? Probably. Probably. The person to whom we all need to take our complaints or our thank yous, the person responsible <laughs> for my co-host, Kim, is on the call complaints. with us. Complaints only. Kim's <laughs> mama. Debbie Workman, yeah. you are joining us today, or Bora, as I call you. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks. Good to be here. And we're going to talk today about some generational debating. How's that sound? That sounds good. You ready to defend your generation? I don't know. know. We're the best. We're the boomers. That's right. That's fine. Okay, boomer. I've had to um, defend my generation my entire life from from both sides, the younger and the older generations. So, Aw, you just feel so... Listen, at least your generation hasn't been forgotten. How many times do I see news stories that talks about like Gen Z and millennial and boomers? And, the, and I'm like, wait, yeah, for just forget the forgotten generation of Gen X. Really? Nobody forgot about you. Don't worry. Your precious feelings didn't get forgotten about. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is your mm-hmm. generation? You're Gen so Y. I am. I am Gen X. And what are you, Kim? Millennial. Technically, I'm an elder millennial. <laughs> You're the geriatric millennial. So, <laughs> no, depending- I'm not a geriatric millennial. I'm an elder millennial. I'll be geriatric <laughs> if I, as a 37 year old, were pregnant. Then I would be geriatric. So, yes. in case you're wondering about male dominated jobs. <laughs> so, what's the age range, the year birth range of millennials? So, depending on which source you go to, and this is the fun part about generational conversations and, and why your face earlier, Bora, and you can't see this listeners, but when I said three generations, she was like, wait, what? Because Kim and I are very much close in age, but technically different generations. So millennials, birth years are 81 to 96. So Gen X is 65 to 80. So I would be one of the young Gen X. No need boomers, to go back. And then, <laughs> and then boomers are actually depend again, depending on your source are sometimes split into boomers one and boomers two, because it's such a span of years, 1946 to 1964 is the baby boomer generation. Dang. So, yeah. So like, sometimes it's, it's like, so boomer one is 46 to 54 and then 55 to 64 is boomers two. So my brother and I are two different generations. Which seems weird. And so, so my brother and I are both also different generations. My parents are like, no, no, you're the same. Technically, no. And that's the fun of all this is that generations are just a modern designation that nobody really, I mean, they, they help sort of tell the story, but what is, what's the point? I think at least for my age group, no matter what you call us, I think that we think of generation as a linear thing in a family way. So. Your dad and I are the same generation. 
you and Kim are the next generation. So I think you have to identify when you say generation. I mean, if you're talking in a family way, I think we all get it. But if you're talking more general or to other people, you have to define what you mean by generation. I do think they can be helpful for telling a little bit of the story about who we are as a group. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of overlap, especially today, because so much of it's told through the lens of technology, right? What Mm -hmm. technology did you, did you grow up with? How was the family structure in general for your generation? What major life events happened during your generation's um, coming of age? So like a lot of that ties us together. So right now there's a lot of overlap between like Gen X and millennials, which actually breeds this new little micro generation of Xennial. Have you heard that one? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. What year is that? It's it's like 79 to 82 or something like that. Like it's a couple years. And so you're kind of straddling this line between the Gen X of, and and specifically it's the internet is what Mm -hmm. is defining all of this. The, the, the advent and the, the modern or the proliferation of the internet and access to it. So those of us who grew up with computers and internet versus those who got introduced to it at a younger age, but didn't necessarily have it their whole life. So there's a little bit of that here too. So it's just kind of interesting anyway. So yeah, so Xennial is a thing, apparently. I wonder if that's why boomers, that's such a large age group, because while there were advances, certainly, and things happened, it's not like now where things advance at such a different rate. And if we're using generations as markers for that. Yeah. You know. So let's uh, let's have a little debate on on which generations are the best. Ready ready for this episode? Sure. Ready. All right. So the the great generational debate. We've talked a little bit about the differences in the ages and what kind of defines them, but every generation is defined quite often by the events or the things they're responsible for. And Bora, I think we could probably agree that millennials are the worst because they're lazy, they're entitled, they don't want to work. Right. Yeah. I have to. I have We're to defend that generation this. all the time. Listen, because my daughter has her own issues, but she is far from lazy, not wanting to work, not motivated. Right. And like we are renters because we eat. Mom and I just yesterday were talking about um, how much when she was living in L.A how much money she made a month and how much of that went towards rent. And at one point, one ninth of her monthly income went to rent. One ninth. Whereas one like third of my income goes just to rent here. And it's not like I'm making a whole lot more than she made you know, when she lived here. Yeah. Um, we're renters. Um, but we did get to see Titanic seven times in the theater. So, you know, it all, <laughs> it all, it all works out. It's we fine. graduated high school with at like September 11th and then a recession and then, um, a stolen election and then another recession. And then now a world, a third world war, but yeah. you know, we're the lazy ones. Also people just use yeah. the word. This isn't even, listen, I don't really care about, um, generations everybody's their own thing we're all are each brand of annoying but um not even generational i mean each person but i do get annoyed when people this reporters often are like you know quote-unquote reporters 
just say like, well, millennials have killed the diamond buying game because they have avocado toast and they just use the word millennial to describe somebody that's young. We are not. Listen, I am young looking. I still have my youth and my entire future ahead of me. But like my neck Mm -hmm. hurts for a solid week if I am not sleeping on the correct pillow. I am not the reason. (laughs) You know, we are not the young generation. But people often will just say the word millennial to describe a young person. And actually, that's not Mm -hmm. even the correct. They're not even describing the correct generation at that point. Yeah, fun. It's it's lazy. That's just what I was going to say. And it kind of goes back to our conversation on gender. It discriminates. It um, generalizes. And neither one of those are good things. Yeah. Does that mean that generational, like, like talking about generations, does it generalize too much? Should we just stop using generational categories? You know, I, I almost wonder if we should at this point. We're just ages. Well, and it, my first thought was, no, I think that they're still important because they do give like a, a, a background. But the reality is everybody's experience is different. I am a boomer, but my boomer experience is different than a lot of boomers experiences because of how I was raised, where I live, those types of things. Military family, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the places I lived. Yeah. Right. I mean, is it a, is, and I don't even, I don't even know if I have an answer to all of this because I I go back and forth. Sometimes I'm like, just get rid of the the labels. Who cares? Like you said, Kim, we're all, we're all our own annoying brand of, of annoying, our unique brand of annoying. Um, I'm going to butcher whatever you said and just claim it for my own. That's fine, right? Congratulations, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the fact is, like, it's a it can be a helpful place to start, maybe. Correct. Helpful, like not not important, but maybe helpful. It can be a helpful place to start. When I say Gen X, to me, it brings up the idea that a lot of my generation grew up as latchkey kids. We grew up with Saturday morning cartoons. We grew up with certain things. The internet just starting off. So mostly digital, but not totally. Whereas I think of millennials as y'all grew up with a hundred percent digital. Like how many families had complete, and now I realize this is, this is coming from a place of privilege. I, I'm going to recognize mm-hmm. that right now. Many families in, in the millennial generation didn't have access to, to the internet right away. As a majority, possibly they did. So like there are things that do give us a starting point. But we need to go so much further beyond that, don't we? Like, we can't just mm-hmm. end there. We, have, mm-hmm. we can only start there, right? Yeah. Right. It's so funny that you, the internet is like such a key component in this, but like uh, truly, and I don't think, listen, I grew up, I'm from San Diego. Um, I was a senior in high school for September 11th in California, not in New York, not on the East Coast. I, I, while I, September 11th was obviously like a a life defining thing for all of us. It's not something that I am like in the moment was not like this has defined me, but weirdly for when we're talking about generations, like that is the thing that I think is the most defining thing for a millennial, which is also why it's weird to be like me born in 1984 does not feel like the same type of millennial that was born in 1996 because somebody that was five on September 11th did not have the same experience as I did. 
and 9-11, I mean, affected all of us in some way, right? Like we're all defined by that. Yeah. But it was when you were youth versus I was in school for media broadcasting arts. Like it was a different experience. So you I know, was Bora, supposed to be going into the world. With, right. Like that was my senior year of high school to go be an adult in this world. And that was, you know, a, a pretty yep. defining thing. Yeah. And Bora, for you going through, you know, Vietnam War, seeing other things, civil rights, and then and then 9-11, a whole different experience. But well, Kennedy coming of age. Kennedy, Martin, and Kennedy, you know, the murder of those three men, those are probably the most significant things to me. Even yeah. though my dad was a career Marine, fought in Vietnam, I think I just kind of pushed that out of my thought process. Yeah. But yeah, Kennedy assassination was like always the go-to of where were you when Kennedy was assassinated versus where were you when September 11th happened? See, and for me as a, as a kid, it's the Challenger explosion. That was the first thing that I can remember defining my piece of, of history was that. And then from there, other things, but like that was the, the initial thing for me. So it, so the, this is going to like, I, this is a metaphor for maybe me only and like one other person in the world. But to me, the generational labels feel like in the marketing world, we look at um, metrics like vanity metrics. Well, my email open rate was this, or my number of website visitors was this. Like, yeah, it's a place to start, but we have to move beyond that. And so while we talk about generational labels, Kim, what you said earlier about like, well, reporters or people on TV reporting the news, sometimes they're not always, always reporters. <laughs> um, they just, they're just they can't so lazy. all be Kim Moffat, host of the news podcast. Here's what's happening. There you yes. go. If only wishing made yeah. it so. That's right. But, but yeah, it's, it's, and I, and I, and I can, you know, like when I was in marketing for a mortgage bank, right after the 2008 um, bubble and then the buildup in 2010, 11, 12, like we were talking about millennial home buyers. Are they going to ever buy homes? All these things. And, and it was very easy to see a lot of the, content out there in that world, disparaging them or saying, well, they just, you know, they need so much and they, and that you know, nobody's buying homes anymore, all these things. And it's like, well, hold on. You can't just talk bad about the younger generation. Mm -hmm. And that's what got me thinking, is that what all this comes down to? Is it each next generation just basically shits on the generation below them? It's only human natural. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah, human natural because we all want to be the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bora, you were the hippie generation. I was. Right? Still is. Dirty <laughs> hippies. Lazy hippies, right? Lazy, dirty. Yesterday, Kim and I went to the L.A. County Museum of Art, and they there was an area that we were not allowed to go into because we were not members. But there was a sign that said, our people are better than your people, more intelligent, more powerful, more beautiful and cleaner. We are good and you are evil. God is on our side. Our shit doesn't stink. And we invented everything. And I just loved that because that truly is how so many people want to think, whether it's from the, the lens of your gender, the lens of your generation, the lens of where you live. I mean, look at your dad and I fighting about ocean versus lake. It's such a stupid fight. They're both great. They oh, yeah. aren't the same. 
ocean versus Great Lakes, not just little lakes. Like, oh, Great Lakes. Like They're great still lakes, not right? the same. They're fine. It's not the same. They're fine. It's all different. It's all different. They're all beautiful. But but like right, right, I just, right. They are beautiful. The Great Lakes are huge, but they are not They're the fine. ocean, and that's okay. It, not, it, it is okay. Is this going to go to the next generation? Are you and I going to do this now, Kim? <laughs> no, we're not going to. Yes. We're not going to continue to talk for the rest of our lives. Something that I see on TikTok a lot, um, or and then my friends and I will talk about this is um, these Zoomers, the now the generation directly be, behind millennials, Zoomers. I don't really understand where that came from, but whatever. You know. I think I think I know why. I think I know why. Because they're me. technically called Gen Z for whatever reason. Because oh. apparently we can't come up with something better than that related to Gen X. But anyway. And so I think Z developed into Zoomer like Boomer because people are just silly. Oh, okay. so, there you go. So they their thing is like, listen, uh, first of all, everything is cyclical. So, you know, they're doing like high waisted pants. Um, which, and they do, their, their thing is like, listen, everybody stop parting your hair on the side, part it in the middle now. And it's so my, fr my friends and I talk about this. Cause first of all, we think it's funny. Like they think the, these, this generation Z, these zoomers think like, that's, we're going to tell you, we're the ones that are hip. So we're going to tell you how to be. And I was like, first of all, we are old enough to know that like, Actually, not every face shape looks good with a middle part. Some face shapes are better with a side part. And high-waisted pants are not for everybody. Not everybody looks good in them. And frankly, the majority of people don't. That's why they went out of style <laughs> to begin with. But like, congratulations on thinking that you've invented pants that you're going to look back on and be like, that was kind of embarrassing. And, but I think it's funny that they like want to shame millennials for like now we're too old to wear to like look cool because my friends and I are all like no we're we're of the age that we are set in our ways and don't want it don't give a shit about your stupid middle parts and your high-waisted pants anymore congratulations when you tie-dye that shirt come back to me mm -hmm. talk to me about my kindergarten style <laughs> I had, get off my I lawn had you're so shirts. cranky yeah, I don't care. I don't have a lawn. I'm a millennial. I can't afford a freaking oh. lawn. <laughs> what bothers me, is, and I, I don't even, I mean, I, I care about my generation, but I don't even care about that as much as when I see like all these commercials or other stories or, or funny videos, or whatever, like bad mouthing the older generations and how dumb they are. Right. Like, yeah. Like technology. Right. So like, for instance, Bora, we were talking offline about how, or maybe it was the last episode, whatever, about how you don't, uh, you shouldn't be on TikTok. Kim told you to stay off TikTok. Oh, she shouldn't be on TikTok. That has nothing to do with technology. I just don't think okay. you need to be on TikTok. I need something I mean, for myself. <laughs> okay. That's fair. <laughs> but like, you I know, need using something so I could tell my own embarrassing stories of my own. <laughs> uh, this discord. Go to Discord. It's fine. No. Uh, so, but like technology, right? Well, I got to help my parents figure out the TV remote or figure out their stupid <laughs> phone or blah, blah, blah. And like, look, you're, if you got to help your mom or your dad or your parent or your whoever for 
with their technology, your grandparents, whatever, they probably wiped your butt or taught you to eat with a spoon. Just help Remember them and quit that, complaining. Yeah. Quit complaining. I, listen, it, well, I do complain about helping you with your stuff because I truly don't understand. I don't understand why you're, I can't say her name because I have like 50 around the house, but I don't understand why your little lady robot suddenly doesn't want to do lights anymore. When every single person has looked into it and doesn't understand why your lady robot doesn't work anymore. I can't, I don't want to help with that anymore because then I get in trouble when your lady robot does its own thing on its own. I don't know why your calendars aren't syncing with gyms anymore. I can't talk about it anymore because I've tried everything that I can. Oh, it's we, too stressful we, for me. We found out <laughs> and we were right. It was on gyms end. Thank God. Oh, but like, that's a whole different I have no episode. problem. <laughs> yeah. Bring him on. I have no problem helping you guys with technology because all of us were born without kneecaps and you made sure I didn't drink water because babies were allergic to water. We were all born dumb. Like, I have no problem helping with technology, but it's then it's stressful to me when I get in trouble when you guys break things. To clarify, you were born with kneecaps. No, babies have to grow their kneecaps. They don't have kneecaps when they're first born. No, but you know what we do have, though? You are born with four kidneys. Really? I could, yeah. I need all four yeah. of them. Yeah, <laughs> you're born with four three kidneys. Of them back? <laughs> but at around 18 or so, you end up with two adult knees. Oh my God. Uh, you're literally the worst, worst person in the worst, entire worst. chat. Not in the entire world, but in the entire chat go. right now, you are the worst. You, got, so you set me up for that, y'all. Here's my <laughs> question is because when you both told me those things, I thought I questioned my knowledge. So is it my insecurity or my willingness to learn new things? Why not I'd both? Like to, I'd like to think the last, but I why not both? It's that you're not used to my terrible puns yet, and you just need to not believe anything I say when I start a story. I, That's I what my do family know does. that. I do know that. Yeah, I forget. I think you're professional here. That's my mistake. Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> he's not a professional. Not Can professional I, um, anywhere. To to be the professional on this call, to be the adult on the call. Okay. Um, even okay. though I am factually the youngest. Um, and to bring it back a little bit, I think also what is interesting is that we, you, Dan, talked about like the privilege of a lot of millennials did grow up with. It is very, a, a lot, uh, maybe not necessarily a computer in their home, but like more access to computers, whether in their yeah. school, at the library, if not at home, any of that kind of stuff. And certainly the or generation cell now. Cell phone. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's certainly like the generation now. It, it, they all have cell phones and everything. But that is super privileged because, and I think that that is part of the reason why I push back against just like grouping a generation together because a 37-year-old born in San Diego and living in Los Angeles for a decade has a different experience, a white woman, than a 37-year-old black man who grew up in the South born in 1984 in South Carolina. That's a very different life experience. And so while certain things will have happened, we would have been the same age for things like 9-11 and things like Titanic coming out in the theaters, which like it was a big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we both were- uh, Only you know, in your world. Those, no, in every single person's world my age. Um, no, most, most girls though. Leo, uh, you know what? Actually, not even just girls. Look at Kate. 
whatever. Anyway, I'm now I'm in the weeds. The point is that I think that 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 it was a chick flick. So, it, oh no, there were no foul of any kind actually in the movie that I'm aware of. What would that? No, but my joke was so anyway. Um, well, I, I think that it dismisses a lot of it just groups together and dismisses a lot of individual life experiences. I, mean, I think it goes back to you. It can't. We are not monolithic in our mm-hmm. gender identities, in our, um, in our, in our, uh, sexual orientations. We are not in, in our, in our race, in our generations, like nothing is monolithic. We are truly individuals. But it's also a place to start, right? We can yeah. at least start the conversation, but I think we need to quickly define certain things, talk about certain things. When I think of a generation, I tend to think of people who look and had an experience like me, and I need to not do that. Because that's yeah. one X, of you. Right. Yep. And Gen yeah. X is way more than just this. Yeah. And while, Kim, your, your experiences are based on being a, a woman, white woman, cisgender in San Diego County, you still have that experience of you know, having all those summers in Michigan. Exactly. That changes your experience, your, who you are to some degree, as compared to some of your friends that you went to school with the whole, from kindergarten on. Well, my friends and I talk about this all the time with music and specifically with movies. I've, I grew up on television. My, and you can tell me if this is right or wrong. My, the way that I have looking back on that, um, I really believe the reason that I've we all joke at work that I work in production. I've never seen a single movie in my entire life. The reason I haven't seen a lot of movies is because the movies that came out around, you know, from like 97 through high school. Um, it's not like we had a ton of money to just be going into the movies all the time. And it's not like, you know, it was, I was raised in a single parent household and that single parent was working to pay for a expensive ass kid that needed to play sports and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we had animals and you had a house payment. So it's not, and you were very generous and we were very lucky enough to have two cars. So it's, and I did work, but it's not like we had a ton of money flying around and a ton of free time to go to the movie. So I saw more television shows than I did movies. And then by the time I could have made my own decisions about what I wanted to see, and we rented movies sometimes mm-hmm. too, but certainly we didn't rent movies as often as we did when I w- when we had two parents and two incomes into the house. And so my experience is different than my experience of my peers. My, some of my best friends who are my age, but grew up, differently than I did they went out to the movies or you know concerts and that kind of stuff and that just wasn't something that I have a completely life or a completely different school experience than my friends that are my age because of things like that that is true although I think before your dad and I separated and divorced we did go to the movies Wait, a lot well, we did go to the, we movies, did go to the lot. movies a lot and he took you to concerts didn't he no he went to concerts I don't know. I saw Beach Boys and John Stamos as the drummer. It was one of the most exciting things in my entire life. That was you were with, there. Yeah. Me. And uh, baseball. <laughs> and baseball. Baseball. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think too, you know, like I keep saying, everyone is different. And 
sometimes it's hard for, I can say it, but sometimes I don't act that way, as Kim will frequently remind me. But like with technology, I know a fair amount about technology, but when I can't get it to work, I am just pissed. I, you know, I'm frustrated Mm -hmm. with myself. I'm frustrated with the system. And I do expect Kim should come down and fix it and should be able to just fix it. And I also am somewhat afraid of trying beyond my comfort level on technology because I'm afraid I'm going to break it, which is stupid. Which is so funny because that's how I fix things. I just think every single person that isn't trained in technology but is around my age knows that the way we fix it is we just like click a bunch of shit and see what happens. We're not afraid because we know we're not going to break it. (laughs) But in my age group, we would click a bunch of things and we would delete our whole thing we just spent hours on. Yeah, see that there was no cloud then. Yeah. And the question, the big question though is which generation is responsible for the best stuff? And let's just be honest, like Nirvana, uh, you know, uh, the other like music, some of the movies that you talk about, Kim, all came out of Gen X. You literally said Nirvana and then stopped. Well, because then I was thinking like other like punk bands that I wanted. Elvis Presley, who I didn't really love. Yeah. Protest songs, civil rights songs. Hello. Yeah, there's certainly no civil rights or protest songs made by millennials there's nothing called fdt um <laughs> nwa <laughs> fuck the police N- nobody X, in my generation that's not millennial. oh that's i guess gen nwa X, is gen x yeah come on um okay well then spice girls oh Britney yeah Spears. yeah i couldn't i, I the, the bands that i was thinking of i'm like well no they're older no they're older no they're older. so i stopped you're just really into dave Grohl right now is all it is I mean, Foo Fighters are pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, look at your dad, your dad and I, or your mom and I, your dad and I are genetically, you know, related. Your mom and I aren't. We're of the same basic generation. We could not be more different. But again, I think those differences come to the the individual level, right? Like your generation. Our experience, our experiences. Yeah. But like your generation lived through the same kind of stuff, right? You lived Mm -hmm. through... The, you know, the, the murder of Kennedy and, and, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King and, and Bobby, Bobby Kennedy. Yep. And, and the, you know, the first person on the moon and the advent of NASA and the Vietnam war, like the experiences that you, that you went through. Fake news. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't make it to the moon and the earth is flat. It's fine. Um, Where are the shadows? the, The generational thing is interesting. I think it's. You know, there's there's some fun kind of jabs to be thrown back and forth, but I think it also does come back to it. Just there are some there are some definite differences between generations. But why are we allowing, you know, media, social media, news media, commercial media, capitalism to define us in these boxes and and, and keep us in them? Like we need to find I, our own way. I think it's the same as when we were talking about gender and gender roles. We all have to be open to the fact that time changes, people evolve, technology, um, experiences, all of those things play into it. And we just need to be open to realizing that 
it's not, first of all, it's not about us. Secondly, there are other opinions that are okay. And it's also okay that we don't agree with all of the opinions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it allows that there's like a little bit of safety in being able to like, it's like the last thing you can make fun of. You know what I mean? Can't make fun of age. There's that's ageism. I know you can't make fun of age, but people sure feel very comfortable saying things like, okay, boomer. I don't feel comfortable. You're fine. <laughs> um, but since none of them are on this episode, can I just say something that is annoying about Zoomers? And this is not like, I don't care about generation, all that kind of, but what does drive me bonkers about that age group is that while their mom and I talk about a lot about the evolution of language and how interesting it is to to see, um, you know, we just understand more that, that um, gender is a spectrum and sexuality is a spectrum. And we have like a, been able to evolve our thought process and our thinking and our words. And that age group is so lucky because they are coming up in a time when it is becoming more acceptable to and they have the more of the language readily available to know themselves fully to live off as authentically as possible often um again that is very privileged because depending on who your family is and all that kind of stuff but it's a little bit more more possible for them and it is great and they are very clear often they are very clear in their like this is the language that i use and we you know they them and um you can this is how i want to be defined and all that but then they are little shits about everybody else <laughs> they are the first ones to say things like okay boomer and you're not cool with your side part or everybody has to do this or do that it's very annoying like pick one either be inclusive or not you're it's annoying and everybody does this, but it's annoying to see anybody just feel like this is OK for me, but I, different standards for you. Well, and that's where we all need to have more grace and acceptance. I mean, we should be able to sit around as a family and laugh about some things that probably aren't. Inclusive or. I hate to say the word appropriate, but well, Dan does it all the time. Uh, inappropriate, yes. So we should, there should be a lot of grace in there, but we also have to remember there's a time and a place. I can laugh yeah. about either one of you and your generation and all the problems you brought upon this world amongst us. But that's not I sh- something I should publicly talk about because then it's misconstrued and it makes people think that's my whole belief and that you guys are pieces of shit and I'm the only good one. And that's <laughs> not what anyone really well, I guess that's not true. That's not really what anyone should want. Yeah. So my generation brought down the Berlin Wall. You ain't got to worry about it. We're fine. Yeah, we're, we're putting it back. Oh, no. Zoomers are putting it back. Who? I don't know. No. What generation? Boomers are putting it back. Putin is a boomer. He's not human. <laughs> no, he's not. But if were he human, he would be boomer. Yeah, he would be. So, okay, that brings up a question in my mind. I I guess boomers are the product of World War II, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I was thinking, 
in other countries, are they necessarily boomers? Like, mm. for instance, Africa had no real dog in the fight, so to speak, in the World War. So are they affected by that? Are they really boomers? Well, did call, um, uh, well, I'm trying to think someone of my age in another country. The Dalai Lama is older than I am, so I guess he wouldn't be a boomer. But if he were my age, would he be a boomer or not? Yes, because we are America and we decide. For the whole we world. have decided that we are the deciders. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I forgot well, I think, that part. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying that we, America has decided that we are the deciders. But, but I do think it's a, a legitimate question. Uh, technology, yeah. especially. You know, other countries have not had the privilege to have the technological resources and availability that we have here. Even in our United States, there are mm -hmm. some states some counties, some areas that are so far behind because of financial, racial, et cetera, divides and gender. Yeah. I do think genera the generational debate is, is definitely Western world focused. The U.S. Mm -hmm. for sure. And then also typically the white Western European countries, you know, but I do think it, it is, there is a, a stark difference. So I'm sure even between those. Right. A gen, gen X in Sweden is going to be different from Gen X in, in the U.S. So I think most of our discussion probably is very much U.S. based. I mean, just it's just going to be it is what it is. Right. We're not talking international for the most part. Yeah. And and I think that that's OK. To to have this discussion and to even have these terms. But I think we also have to know that we shouldn't be so myopic when we look at the whole world, because. We are a much, a much smaller world due to technology, but we we have to get rid of the assumptions. I mean, I love the idea of getting rid of assumptions, but is that even possible? I mean, we make like our, our reptilian brains have to make so many decisions every day that we have to make assumptions at some point, right? Well, and my career life has been emergency medicine. So as you well imagine, I make snap assumptions all the time. Sure. And it's something I really have to train myself not to do because while some of those assumptions are in fact life-saving and pertinent, not all of them really are that important. And I, I need to step back. Like we were talking yesterday about the unhoused and how there's not one solution. There's not a binary solution to solve this problem. But so many people will just make the assumption that they are unhoused because they're mentally ill, they're drug users, they don't care, whatever they come up with. And, and that's not right. So we all have to check ourselves and we need to be, we need to look at this world with grace, like I said before, and we also need to look at this world by checking ourselves first. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yep. Check yourself. And only, yourself. Well, only because it's on the tip of my tongue, um, regardless of if somebody is unhoused because they are mentally ill or because of drug use or any of that. It they, doesn't mean that they deserve to be unhoused still. Absolutely. I, I know that you, know, 
I know that you don't believe that, but wanted to. No, I was just thinking about last night, Dana and I were talking about the unhoused and solutions, but there's no binary solution that's going to take care of all of the unhoused people because they all have different needs. Correct. But Los Angeles could start by spending the money that we voted on and are paying towards with our taxes on doing things like building up building specifically for the unhoused community. We voted on this. That's not Triple H. We have not seen it yet. It's very frustrating. It's not the only solution that we problem. Yeah, that would solve part of the problem. And it's a step forward. And we Mm -hmm. voted for it. Our taxes are being it's all there. The money's there. And as a country. We love our military. We stand for the flag. But yet, if that's a vet that's unhoused, we just ignore that part. So the vets are kind of left out in the cold. Yep. yep. Kind of like, love the fetus, hate the child. Yep. Mm-hmm. Randy Rhodes. Uh, lo- lo- love the service member, but hate the vet. Right? As soon as they come back or as soon as they're out of service, whether they went into combat or not, whether they went in, into a, a tour or not, once you're out, we don't care. No, we don't yeah. care. We say we care, but mm-hmm. actions are different. We vote against it. So the generations just need to come around a campfire and sing together. No. And just hug each other. I don't want to be around a campfire with anybody. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, Gen X is the best. We have the best of of all the worlds. We are not as terrible as the boomers. We're not as annoying as the millennials. We're smarter you than the zoomers. You named one band and decided you we were are the best. Fun- <laughs> <laughs> we had Nirvana. <laughs> I mean, but we have the Beach fine. Boys and Joni Mitchell. We have Full House and Carly Simon. All right, so if you want. You want to tell us which generation is the best? Hit us up on on social media, My America Pod, on Twitter and over on Instagram as well. Post your favorite generational photo. I don't know. Do something like that. And if you want to tell me how amazing Gen X is, then you can just hit me up at Dan Moyle on Twitter and Instagram and the Dan Moyle on TikTok. So there you go. Um, and if you want to talk to a boomer and help them with their, you know, TV remote or resetting their clock, Bora, where are you at on socials? I, I would really appreciate it if you live closer than two hours away to me, if you want to fix my things. <laughs> Yeah, she yeah, needs help with her VCR. Where can they find you on social media? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Social media is the internet. So you'll just tell people about the internet. <laughs> At Debbie, D-E-B-I underscore workman. Sorry for the last name. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> hey, Kim, how about you? Where can people ask you about your generation and learn all about millennials and how amazing you are? If you would love to, uh, welcome, I welcome your thoughts, because as a millennial, I'm I'm open to hearing your criticism. I'm open to you self, saying your criticism. I'm not going to listen, um, but I am available at, if you are listening to this on the day this episode came out, there are 187 days between now and the midterm election. 187 days. Now, if you're not listening to it on the day it came out because you think you're too good to listen to things on the day it came out. That's fine. I'm sorry for my sarcasm. I appreciate you listening at all, but that means there's less time. There's less time between now and the midterm elections, less time to get registered to vote, less time for your primaries, less time to register or to research your candidates. There's just, there's, there's less time. There's less time. There's less time. Um, 187 days. At Kim Moffitt on Instagram and Twitter. At Kim Moffitt is here on TikToks. Talking ticks. Talks and ticks. Well, thank you. Bora, it's so much fun to have you as a special guest on our on our show. It was fun. 
I like just giving what my is, opinion. What do we know? Why do you it's, think we have so many podcasts? It's so great. <laughs> that's why we do it too. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. The storytellers network.com slash my America. Leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening. My America is a production of the Storytellers Network. This show is written and produced by Kim Moffat and Dan Moyle. Kim takes care of editing and graphics while Dan helps with episode production on the web. Both Dan and Kim run social media. For more information on the show, including past episodes, visit thestorytellersnetwork.com slash myamerica. Great job, Dan.